Hello, everyone. We are so lucky today. We've got with us Reginald Swift. He's the CEO of Rubik's LS, and he's got some innovative technologies deploying to improve global health by accelerating uh, product development in the life sciences field. So stick around. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Please support the sponsors who made this episode possible, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd and GoodCrowd.School. Reginald, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Devin, for having me. I definitely appreciate being here. Well, we're thrilled to have you, Reginald. I wonder if you'd take a minute and tell us, just give us a quick overview of Rubik's LS. Sure, sure. So at the 10,000 feet view of it, you know, we were born out of a research and development, you know, organization or thought process. You know, we were born to develop combination devices and combination devices in which we have a medical device and, and a pharmaceutical agent uh, mixed into one and also being implantable to actively target and, you know, develop as a therapy uh, against rare diseases and cancers. And um, we started taking, you know, enormous leaps and bounds to get into digitizing that type of journey for not only ourselves, but for our clients to life as well, uh, whether it's from the commercial side or the government. So give us an example of the things you can treat successfully, or at least that you're hoping to treat successfully with your technologies. Sure, sure. So one of the areas in which we focus in is in the orthopedic or orthogenic area. We've developed a, you know, a device, a combination device that is in currently in clinical trials that is being able to be successful in regenerating the hip region. You know, for people who suffer from osteonecrosis and osteoporosis, arthrodesis, and a number of different or orthopedic diseases that, that plague the human body as we age. Interesting. And so what, uh, where does the device go? Does it go into the hip, into the bone, into the, or just into a tissue somewhere? How does that work? Sure, sure. So what it is, it is actually an active implantable where it replaces the, the the necrotic area of the bone, and you're able to be able to implant it into an area where, you know, it, it digs into the cement portion of the bone and is able to regenerate based on a matrix that we built around it to take the shape of, of whatever was missing and whatever the cavitation is. Excellent, excellent. How did you get started with Rubik's LS? Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the founder story. No, sure, sure. So this, this was born out of a personal tragedy for me. Um, you know, I, you know, as in college, you know, you always think about a lot of things that you want to do with your life, right? And, you know, my father was one of those, when, as I was in school, we were able to talk about, oh, let's build a jet plane, let's build a rocket ship, let's build this, let's build that. And, um, you know, one day he was diagnosed with cancer, um, and he was able to live to a certain extent, you know, based on the chemo, and active treatment plans that were allotted to him at the time. You know, being a veteran, he, he was able to take advantage of some opportunities, but it was not actively um, therapeutic in the areas where it, it showed any promise of anything getting better. Um, so as he passed away in 2013, it was really my story to say, you know what, all of the things that we couldn't have done, that we could have done, I wanna be able to say, you know what, for someone else, let's make it so. 
let's make it an opportunity where we're developing these innovative technologies where people can live longer, people can be able to be treated, and people can have hope against certain types of diseases. So it was my passion as a mechanical engineer to develop nuanced or really, really, you know, uh, conceptualized uh, technologies around what we deem as a medical device or pharmaceutical agent. So we can make sure that we, we target diseases and cancers in a nuanced way or in a, in a novel way. It's fascinating work. Uh, I, I'm sorry about the loss of your father, but it's uh, inspired greatness here, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're only going up from here, if you will. <laughs> yeah. um, so who are your clients? Tell us a little bit about the, 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 the way you're working and the way that you're developing these products and the partnerships and things that you've developed. Oh, sure, sure. So... I would say our growth pattern has been a little bit of a quasi area, right? We, you know, the way we built our internal devices or our internal projects was actually through partnering with the Department of Defense. You know, there are areas where in the Department of Defense that they allow you to, you know, create innovative solutions to, you know, high standing problems, you know, and, and they have different vehicles in which you can pursue, you know, to, to develop innovation with them. Uh, so we decided to take on that t challenge for ourselves and work with the Department of Defense and even DARPA, which is an active, you know, think tank if, within the government, if you will. You know, they think of high, high-rise ideas and they want to be able to think of high-rise solutions to be able to then target uh, active opportunities to help solve those problems. And, you know, it, it started blending itself where we started creating relationships with MIT, with Harvard Medical School with uh, Boston University, with um, Brigham and Women's Hospital, with um, the American Cancer Society, and as well as a number of different institutions in which they're, they're now starting to see, okay, combination devices is, is, is a way where we can start harmonizing, okay, product innovation and patient outcomes at the same time. Interesting. So, uh, how did you get started with the Department of Defense? What what was the process like there? Oh man, let me tell you. <laughs> we talk about bureaucracy. You can see it right in front of you. <laughs> but um, you know, they have areas in which you know the way we wanted to start was you know try to try to apply for grants, right? We thought we were going to just get grants and be able to say you know what we'll just get many of them just to work on the same project. But it is highly competitive when, when we talk about these government grants because they come in the form of like small business innovation research, which many companies are uh, attacking at the same time. But we started identifying novel ways in which as a small business ourselves, we, we want to take advantage of our, our background, right? Where we're minority owned, we, we have our situation, we have our development in a distressed region where they want to spur more economic opportunities. So it started becoming a plus for us where it was incentivized from the government to have to, to be able to work with us or, or partner with us. So, and because we are working with high-rise opportunities, high-rise innovation solutions, they thought it would be a great opportunity to, to start aligning what we're doing into some of their missions that they have on. So it started to become like a genesis of, okay, not just 
and not just focusing on the project itself or the mission, but also how do we incorporate this type of, you know, high-rise thinking uh, as you would find in Cambridge or in Japan or in, you know, Germany, but into it like a city like Lawrence, right, where, where, we're, where our headquarters is. Interesting. Well, as you think about uh, the future, where do you see Rubik's LX going in the in LS in the in the coming years? What what shape or form do you see it taking? Sure, sure. So, I always have pie in the sky ideas, right? I always think that we're going to make a billion dollars. We're going to go to the moon and back. We're going to do you know venture to where no man's ventured before. You know, and, you know, that's what I would say if I was 10 years old, right? You know, but to put uh, a lot of concrete steps in where we think we're going to go, right? In five years, we believe we'll be a heavy set research and development partner in the area of combination devices. Because solutions don't only come from just creating one type of vaccine or one type of medical device or one type of pharmaceutical agent or one type of digital technology but it is a combination and or blend of all of them involved as an umbrella. Because in the world that we're moving towards, patients want transparency, hospitals want transparency, insurance payers want transparency, and even companies are starting to realize, okay, we need to start building towards ourselves towards transparent nature, transparent innovation, rather than you know siloing, okay, clinical trials or, or you know, product development or even just kind of marketing as well. You know, we have to be inclusive of everyone that's that's involved, inclusive of every type of patient that actually needs this type of innovation or solution. You know, we're not just talking about maybe people who can pay for it, but maybe develop solutions in which people may not have the, the resources needed, you know, or for those who are underrepresented. And that's kind of where we want to bridge that divide. No, that's fantastic. Well, Reginald, what are you most proud of having accomplished so far? Yeah, man, there, there's a lot of things I can say, right? There's a lot of things I can say. But the one aspect in which for the company that I believe in, in which we, we know has made a difference, is the aspect of what we've created in the combination space, right? People say that, oh, no, it can't be done. It can't not you know, can't be feasible. We don't think it's 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 measurable. We don't think it's investable. But we've created it. We've created something that even Nikola Tesla may be proud of now, right? If he was alive today. You know, if it, it's the aspect in which I became from an unfunded company to now starting to work with, you know, these types of partnerships based off the, the discrete technology that we built in the combination space because it's starting to open up applied sciences and even deep novel sciences in which we're we're now changing the landscape of what uh some of the history books or some of the scientific books will start changing you know we're we're creating things that we never thought we could create before and we're doing it from a an organization that has been built organically now we're going to change that but it, it from this step to, the, to come to this step, it, it's been really a great ride. What's the most important lesson you've learned so far? Is to temper expectations. 
that is a really, really considerable thing that I've, I've, I've learned to this day. Even though I work in an aspect in which I always want things to happen at the lights past the speed of light, I realize now that um, for people to actually grab towards your vision, grab towards your understanding, grab towards, okay, this, this guy has something really worthwhile, you have to give it time for people to absorb it. Because people may not absorb information as fast as I do, as fast as some of my guys do. But once they do, they'll believe in it. And they'll be able to take your your thought process and your vision even further than before. And and that's one thing that I realized that um, to be able to manage that those expectations were a challenge as well. Excellent. Reginald, as you uh, think about your experience with your father passing away and how it motivated you, I wonder if you would kind of help us understand that there are so many people whose parents pass away from cancer and other tragedies. Yeah. And, and we, I'm one of those, don't really do anything about it. What was for you, what do you think catalyzed that for you that made you take responsibility and step forward personally to fight this battle? Really great question, Devin. Thank you so much. You know, I, I realize, you know, people ask that type of question in certain ways, but here I think I can really harness the, the actual core in which I, I started thinking that I could create something. It, it's because of of what my father and my family has kind of gone through in this past, right? We haven't been, you know, uh, the most opportunistic, you know, taking the most opportunities in our lifetimes. But I realized that for us to change the nature in which we want to change our health outcomes, we have to be the ones to do it. And just being able to see my family and, and take a look at, you know, their choices in which their diet exercise and healthy choices come into factor i realized that i wanted to change that for the family name you know as soon as i saw that and not so not just for me per se and my family you know growing up but uh the ones that will come after me you know to say that um and in essence we are not just creating something for us, but we're creating something for everyone, all right, where we can change the navigation in which our health and our outcomes will change. So therefore, when we tell more stories or we want to do more things with our sons and our daughters, you know, we'll have the very opportunity to do so. So in essence, what it all came from was that one opportunity that we, that I almost started with my father building a jetpack and we never got anywhere close to finalizing a design. We started talking about ideas, but we never really got towards anywhere. So I figured, you know what, let me pivot away from that area and let me focus here and help where I think if we were to talk about it now, he was still alive, I think it'll be something that he'll be proud of. Excellent. Reginald, what is your superpower? Very good question. Very good question. Sometimes I ask myself 
in the mornings, right? You know, what am I going to do today? What, what, what do I excel at? I think I excel at merging science with motivation. It's not just about understanding prolific science nature and prolific science concepts, but how do you motivate people to want to be able to do science at the same time, to, to want to get into STEM, to want to, to dive deeper than they ever before. So if, if I were to classify anything, I would say to be able to be that, that cheerleader, if you will, to, to say, you know what, science can do great things if you just think about it. Then I think it, it motivates people to say, you know what, let me challenge my thinking to say, what is it that we can do today? How can we merge different types of concepts together, merge it in a way that makes sense for, for society and mankind alike? Excellent. Well, Reginald, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before you go, I wonder if you would take a minute and just tell people how they can learn more about Rubik's LS and how they can connect sure. with you personally. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. So, yes, I can be connected through my website, rubitsls.com. It's R-U-B-I-X as an X rate, L-S as in Sam, or reaching by email at rswift at rubitsls.com. Or, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, IG, and, um, and Facebook as well. Excellent. Well, Reginald, again, thank you very much for being with us today. We wish you every success in solving all of the world's health problems. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to keep the motivation going. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. At GoodCrowd.School, 5% of what you pay to learn how to make a difference goes to nonprofits working to eradicate extreme poverty, improve global health, and reverse climate change by 2045. So when you take a course to learn how to change the world, you do change the world. Get started at goodcrowd.school today. Thanks for tuning in to the Your Mark on the World show, the Social Impact Podcast. Please subscribe via YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Spotify.